So if you are conservative, uh, as I am, uh, certainly as a believer, if you are somebody who votes your biblical worldview, um, you are probably a little underwhelmed at uh, the election results from the midterms. Uh, here in Tennessee, uh, things went pretty well, you know, and, and as you'd hope. And, um, you know, in some states, things went very well. But by and large, you know, what was thought to be a red wave or even tsunami turned out to really not be. Uh, for the most part, around much of the country, um, there was a certain sense that America kind of voted for the status quo. And the status quo right now is not a particularly good one not just in terms of a rough economy and high inflation and gas prices and um, you know all those kinds of things, but from a Christian perspective, a biblical perspective, the status quo means that there are a lot of people that just like the democratic policies, morally speaking, and all those things as well. And so sort of a status quo, again, was, uh, was roughly held in place. Um, no major shift, and I guess that was a little bit troubling um, but I would say, though, that in terms of where our national identity is going, what we're kind of more solidly becoming, um, as Chuck Colson used to call it, a post-Christian culture, I think we, uh, there's no way to argue at all that that's not, in fact, where we are. Um, what, what should we take from that as Christians? How should that affect us? What do we think is going on? Well, I guess I would say that on the one hand, it's obviously disappointing to think that more people, nationally speaking, uh, would not have voted contrary to the way things are going, but rather instead, by and large, many kept things the way they are. That tells us about where we are and the spiritual temperature of the nation as a whole, and it should, with resounding clarity, remind us that um, that this is a place that is drawing further and further away from any kind of biblically based sense of morality or anything like that. Now, of course, we can never expect non-Christians to act like Christians. That should never be our expectation. But I think by and large, believers over the last 10 years have um, gotten a taste of what a society can look like when certain policies are put in place that, that encourage, you know, good things. Uh, under Trump, uh, like him or hate him, uh, I do appreciate some of the policies that he put in place during the time he was in office. Not everything about him, obviously, is uh, really exciting to me, but but some of the policies and some of the actions he took in regard to the Supreme Court and those kinds of things, nominees and appointing to the bench, I should say. But I would say that this this election, to me, is a tremendous reminder of a very simple truth that we often talk about. And that's that this is not our home. This is not our, our world. This is actually a world that is under the sway of the wicked one. And the only hope for it is when Christ ultimately comes and establishes his kingdom. Uh, we're not Republicans or Democrats as believers ultimately. We may vote a certain kind of way, but ultimately you and I as believers are monarchists. We're waiting for the king to come and establish his kingdom. And so while we wait for that to happen, an election like this is a great reminder that we are looking for a different kingdom, a city whose builder and maker is God. This is not the place that we should be anchoring ourselves or finding our comforts and our uh, our sense of place. Um, and I think that an election that 
really didn't move the needle in any good direction very far is a great wake-up call for us to renew that sense of perspective of where we actually belong to. Paul described us as being citizens of heaven. That's where our citizenship truly lies, Philippians 3.20. We're ambassadors from that place. We have a role to call people to be reconciled to God um, You know, in the interim between now and the time that Jesus returns. We are ambassadors. We are here, but we're working here. But we are from now somewhere else as we have been born again. And so that being said, um, in some ways I am not really, in some ways I am discouraged at the, the way things went politically on the midterm elections, but because my perspective is one of my real home being somewhere else, there's a part of me that is not so much discouraged so much as in a way strangely encouraged because I noticed during the Trump administration, again, while on the one hand, I personally appreciated some of the political or some of the policy uh, elements that took place during that time, things that really resonated with my biblical worldview, uh, both in regard to things like, um, you know, Israel and those kinds of things. Um, and even like moves toward the idea that eventually became the overturning of Roe v. Wade on the federal level. Uh, and those, uh, that decision being put back to the states. Um, these are things that I liked and, and resonated with me. But I did notice something else that kind of went part and parcel with that. And that is that under the Trump administration, many Christians went to sleep. Many Christians enjoyed kind of the reprieve that we had received for four years um, in regard to sort of this, the stopping of some very, very liberal and frankly evil things sort of being curtailed. Now, of course, again, Donald Trump is no angel. I, 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 I would never try to make any argument that he's a believer or anything like that. Uh, so I'm just speaking of truly just political level kinds of things that do touch on morality in some respects. Um, but, but, from a Christ, but many Christians really just put their put themselves on autopilot for four years. And now that we're not in that place anymore, I wonder if we're not in, from a spiritual perspective, in a much healthier place as believers, because once again, we're reminded that our answers and our hope are not gonna come from and are not rooted in Washington or politicians, presidents or, or congresses or parliaments, wherever you happen to be living. But instead, our hope is always and remains in the person of Christ. And when we realize that things don't go politically the way we hope they will, when and, and, and morality is not going to be legislated from, you know, good morality at least, is not going to be legislated from Washington, it just reminds us of the reality that is always true, but that we sometimes forget. This is not our home, and we should not expect it to be governed as though it were. Um, our hope is in Christ and his coming kingdom in Christ and his coming for the church, in Christ and his finished work, most of all. And so in this very brief, just few minutes, talking about this post-election period, um, hopefully it, it sort of splashes some cold water on us a little bit and reminds us that we should never get that comfortable in this world. I'm thankful that I own a home. I'm thankful that I've got some of these things. I got a car and all this kind of stuff. God is good in that, and I appreciate those things. But this is not a place we're supposed to get comfortable. This is not a place we're supposed to um, try to prop up, but rather instead we stand against evil and all that. But we understand that it's always within the context 
that our hope is built upon Christ and his purposes and plans and what he's ultimately going to do and accomplish. Uh, one day, as it says in, in Revelation 11:15, the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ. And we want to be of the mindset that we can't wait for that to happen. And when we fall asleep because things are good and things are comfortable, that becomes problematic. Our perspectives change and become rather unhealthy. And so let me just encourage, uh, you know, uh, encourage you as a fellow believer to not look at this and be discouraged, but to be reminded that this just tells us that we're getting closer and closer to the time when the King of Kings and Lord of Lords will come and establish his kingdom here on earth in answer to the prayer that we have oft reminded ourselves of, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is in fact what it is that we are looking for, hoping for, praying for. And so um, don't take this as a bad thing, but rather instead recognize it for what it is. This is God moving things in history as he will. And remember, like it said in Daniel 2.21, he changes the seasons and he raises up kings and he brings down kings. And so this is not something that somehow went askew and went off the rails in God's purposes and plans, but instead this is God unfolding his purposes and leading um, leading us really right down the road to the, to the preordained purposes and plans that he has laid out, that he's bringing to fulfillment. So this, this may not be a good day politically. This may not be a, a time that we're looking at and saying, oh, this is wonderful. We're going to see, you know, legislation that's going to, you know, really re-Christianize America or something like that. We should never have had that hope. That was never going to be the case. At some point, um, you know, this nation is going to ultimately fall fully in line with all the nations of the world that will stand against Christ at his return. And we want to, as the church, remember that our call, our purpose, is to ultimately be on mission in regard to exalting the Lord and leading people to Christ and learning to grow closer in our relationship with Christ ourselves. All these wonderful things that come as the benefit of being a child of God. This is where our real homedness is in these kinds of things and in the person of Christ. So don't be too down about it. Uh, and, and by all means, for sure, don't, don't become more politically minded. We become as politically minded as we need to as believers living in this context, having the influence that our, our constitution affords us. But really, uh, at the end of the day, you and I, again, are looking for a kingdom that is not of this world. And so I'm, I'm actually not so discouraged as much as I am encouraged at the fact that we are just getting closer and closer to the coming of Christ to establish his kingdom. And of course, again, I'm also in concert with that, looking very much forward to him snatching us away as the bride of Christ and going home to be with him before he comes and we come with him to establish that kingdom. So um, again, just uh, ironically, just sort of in a, a desire to bring some encouragement in the midst of what, you know, may be kind of a discouraging time considering how this whole uh, election cycle went. Uh, we're very grateful to know that really at the end of the day, God's purposes are just continuing right on time. And we just want to sit back and watch what he's doing and be about his business, uh, kingdom business, first and foremost, once again, with a reminder that our citizenship is in heaven. The kingdom we're waiting for is one that is not going to be set up by any man but Jesus himself, like a rock cut without hands, will establish that kingdom um, um, that we will enjoy and rule and reign with him. So I hope you find some encouragement in that. And again, just if it gets us our, with our eyes right where, back where they belong, 
then that's then that's a good thing. That's what we want to focus on. So praise the Lord. But um, Father, we thank you. How we look forward to knowing that Jesus is coming to snatch us away and bring us home. We're very thankful that in in uh, in spite of the wickedness that prevails in this world that is uh, really under the sway of the wicked one, the God of this age, we know that one day your purposes will be fully accomplished. There will be no stopping your establishing of your kingdom, Lord Jesus, but we will ultimately come with you when you do that. Now we will see the world as you intended it to be in that day. So help us between now and then to be about your business, causing um, your glory to be brought first uh, foremost and front and center. And help us to be about uh, your your work when it comes to bringing uh, people into, re into that place of being reconciled with Christ. We thank you, Lord, for the finished work of Christ and that ultimately he has conquered and vanquished uh, the greatest of all enemies, sin and death. And one day we'll see Satan himself personally vanquished as well. So, Lord, we love you and thank you for this and praise you. Again, keep our eyes in that elevated place, looking toward you, looking toward the heavens, knowing our redemption is drawing nearer and nearer and is closer now than it was when we first believed. So I thank you again, Father. We love you and praise you for all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.